With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Right now, we have a very special guest joining us from New Zealand. Now, this man, he, he's on a show over there called Crowd Goes Wild. And uh, you're a big fan, Gibbo. I've watched it for a long time. It is very good if you can get your hands on it. Um, mm. Can you watch it in Australia directly? We'll ask him right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the guy to ask. No, we're going to gonna ask I've James. never been on it. Uh, now, James, are you there? James yeah. McConey, welcome. Oh, thank you. Uh, great to be on the show. Uh, shout out to Gazza from Brookie Hyundai. Uh, what a great deal he provides. Uh, mm. Never met him, but he sounds like a hell of a bloke. You can't watch us in Australia, unfortunately. Oh. Oh. We should be able to, though. You should. Be I watch you it on know YouTube. What? There is Rip one way. It, Gary from uh, Gary Collins over at Cole Crawford Hyundai at Brookvale, he, uh, he's downloaded all the episodes. Is and that if right? If you buy a Hyundai <laughs> Tucson, he'll give you the whole thing on a USB drive now. And he says that's sanctioned with you guys. I don't know if he's come to, to you for that, James. Uh, has he got the permission? Yeah, it's only from Gary. Only oh, from good. Gary in Brookvale. And it'll be handed over in a paper bag. And, um, you might have to provide something back as well. I'm not sure how we're doing this deal, but I'm happy for him to, to run the whole thing. Mate, that is fantastic. Yeah. Now, James, for our listeners that have only ever been in Australia and never been anywhere, can you give us a quick quick little background as to your career and what you've been doing for Crowd Goes Wild? Um, well, Crowd Goes Wild has been around for 17 years on the air on Sky over here, and we sort of with a, the little show that could, I think everybody thought we'd, we'd fail uh, pretty early. And uh, we just decided to do sports news in a, in a different way, kind of irreverent, um, you know, happy to get tackled and uh, injure ourselves from uh, professional athletes uh, into swimming pools sometimes even. Uh, and we and the athletes sort of have, they started buying in. So sometimes we go and do stories and if we didn't ask them, a silly crowd goes wild question. They'll be saying, what's the story? Have you turned into the the proper news? So we had to sort of ramp it up even more and um, start doing silly things like song parodies, uh, for example, fat bottom props, uh, things like that. You kind of get the drift. Yeah. Now, given it is New Zealand, I'm guessing there's there's a fair bit of All Blacks content. Now, I believe you've been hanging out with the All Blacks recently. Yes. Just today, I did. A, I was a shoot for a, a brewery over here, Steinlager, and the, um, I'm, I'm probably not allowed to even say that, but they won't even let, let me tell you all of what they were talking about. It was mainly with the, uh, it was the relationship with the fans, and there's one All Black, Dane Coles, uh, a hooker, who um, who told a story about um, meeting some fans who kept on bringing him chocolate every week. And then eventually he said, look, enough with the chocolate. And they said, okay, but will you come to our wedding? He got invited to the wedding and he thought, oh, yeah, why the hell not? And turned up to their wedding. So oh, it's all about epic. relationships with the fans. Imagine just being an All Blacks fan and all of a sudden, is that like a Beatles showing up to your wedding in New Zealand? Oh, that's huge. It's amazing. He had to sign the registry as well. He had duties. I was thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Imagine, imagine, though, you're sitting next to him and you're thinking, oh, man, this guy's definitely getting the steak if he wants it. There's no <laughs> way I can switch with him. 
But um, yeah. now, um, with when with the stuff they were talking about to you, is is it true? You told us this off air, and I don't mind telling our Australian listeners that um, they were all talking about how scared they are of the Wallabies now that we've got Eddie Jones. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're shaking their boots. In fact, just seeing the seeing the, the look in their eyes, you know, it was like the they'd seen the devil, and um, and they were they were very concerned about uh, someone they described as an angry little elf um, <laughs> who can ramp things up to another level he is the kind he's he's got x factor eddie jones and but he had, does have a certain intensity i think he's the sort of coach that will text you at 3 a.m in the morning with an idea but he's probably unlucky that now you can put your phone on sleep mode and and sort of block uh, out eddie yeah well, it's funny we chatted to matt rogers yesterday and he was saying it's going to be a rude awakening for all the snowflakes that are currently inside yeah. Because uh, it's it's what do you say it's Eddie's way or it's the highway. So it'll be interesting for these young wallabies that haven't been coached like that before. Well, the, the one thing that he's got is he's Australian, and I think with you've had a couple of Kiwi coaches uh, go over there, and it's hard to win that dressing room. I mean, first of all, you've got all the posh kids, you know, with the double-barreled yeah. surnames and lots of Henrys in there and Ruperts in <laughs> yeah. your team. Yeah, mm, so it's absolutely. hard to win them over. They've heard a lot of speeches and powerpoints in their time working in banks but um <laughs> but the the one thing because that's the thing you can call robbie dean's dingo deans but he's only ever going to be he's not going to be full dingo is he he's going to no. be kiwi dingo mm. he's going to be kingo and so you in the end having a proper aussie sort of saying because it is a war cry you know you're defending your turf and i think coming from a i've heard spoken to wallabies in the past like full war um another angry little elf who <laughs> pretty much said you know, when you hear Robbie Dean say it, it's not quite, it's not quite right. You know, it needs to be coming from an Australian. Yeah, so we're, we're a bit sp- like that over here, aren't we? Yeah. Speaking of Kiwis, yeah. Kiwis that coach the Wallabies, Dave Rennie, um, has he has he arrived home to the land of the long white cloud? And uh, how how's he being treated? Is he welcomed as a hero because he he didn't do anything good with the Wallabies for so long? <laughs> It's it's weird. I think people in rugby think, oh, you got rid of Dave Rennie. He's actually the best coach of the lot. So they're kind of surprised that he didn't persevere. That's probably the feeling with Dave Rennie. It's like, he was the good one, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but really, a lot of people are thinking, how can we fit him into the All Blacks lineup? Because there's not a huge amount of faith in our coach, Ian Foster, a.k.a. Fozzie Bear. They've been calling it the Muppet Show. <laughs> and uh, but he he's got a couple of new assistant coaches, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dave Rennie pops up somewhere because he is elite. It just didn't fit, I guess. Yeah, I'd be surprised because he's on gardening leave. He's not allowed to help any other team. So if you see him outside his garden, <laughs> uh, you you text us because uh, we'll be on that real quick. Oh, it's a payout. That's what you do. He he'll have another deal. It doesn't worry him. I think he's just one of those guys. He's pretty pragmatic. He. You know, he's a very laid-back guy, Dave Rennie, and I'm, I'm surprised that they wanted to get rid of him. That was a tough draw the Wallabies had last year, and if you're counting that loss in, in Melbourne as a defeat when it was just that French referee who yeah, screwed you over, you that up. I don't think that was fair. I mean, I'm a Kiwi. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's what I like about the Kiwis. They, they'll, they'll still have, yeah, yeah, we won, but you, sh- you, you should have won. won. Yeah. See, we were saying yeah. uh, with Matt, Rogers yesterday. I know I keep saying we spoke to him, but we were saying to him, yeah, you know what? Name drop. Yeah, have um, you ever met him? Rogers. He's so good. Yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, and he said to me, "Hey, prof," and I said, "Yeah, Matty. Uh, if let's say that French ref doesn't make that call, right? Then we win that yeah. letters low. Mm. I'm thinking Dave Rennie doesn't lose his job. 
Agreed. Yeah. So yeah. is Dave Rennie going to book a trip to Paris and find this little Frenchie and just strangle him? That's my question. <laughs> well, actually, wouldn't you hire him as a as a broadcaster? Although he's quite laconic, he does take a lot long, deep breaths. Uh, Dave Rennie, <laughs> you know, uh, and then sort of launches into it. We, you know, we're, we're looking at lineouts, but it's not as simple as that. The game is also about scrums as well. <laughs> you know, it's not. He's not quite. He's not a perfect words per minute. You know how Cooper Cronk just went from league straight into the studio, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, Cooper, we get it. You've been practicing in front of the mirror. Yeah. What is? Yeah, mm. since he was about 10, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, let's talk a few more Kiwis. You guys have invaded the BBL this year. Mm. Your, you know, your Bolts, your DeGron Holmes, your uh, Jimmy Neeshams. Have, have they been getting quite a following back in New Zealand, people getting behind the BBL? Well, we have, but we've also just decided, okay, can we get rid of the stupid rules out of cricket? Like, oh. we already had enough, and now you hit the roof and you get six runs. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. the last thing it should be is six runs, okay? So just eliminate six runs from the equation. I think eliminate four runs. I reckon the ball is live, like it would be in the backyard off the garage. You can still take a one-hander, and you're out, right? Like, that's – I don't understand – why they even had that rule. And also, don't get me started on the catch over the boundary where the guy jumped up like, oh, the ground's lava, and then yeah. <laughs> throw the ball back yeah. into the field of play. I'm safe now, and took a catch. That's not a catch either. No, I'm with you. Um, and Zamstagram was with you. He was saying afterwards yeah. it should be six. Is it, be- is it six if you don't catch it with one hand, or it's just ball is live, catch it with one hand? I just what think was he six saying? and out. Just bring that rule in. Same as over the fence. You go over the wrong neighbour's fence. Six. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. You're done. Yeah, you, know, you hit the roof. Now, like, yeah. Look, the roof. The roof annoys me. It's too low. But um, now, um, on on the on the cricket, Colin de Gronholm. Last time he was in Australia, he was yeah. a neatly uh, neat. Had a nice neat haircut. He looked like a nice boy. He's come back uh, for the the BBL, and he's grown like a full mullet. Um, it, it, has he turned bad while he was back in New Zealand? What what happened to him? Well, I worked for an organisation that made mullet hats called the Black Flaps, and um, <laughs> we were trying. And when he when he cut his hair, that's the alternative commentary collective, the ACC. When he cut his hair, we were distraught. We're going, no, what are you doing? Our whole marketing strategy is based around your stupid haircut. And um, thank goodness <laughs> he's grown it back because they'll be available online. The black flaps. Um, he he is a he's a classic guy. Speaking of laconic Kiwis, well, he's sort of Zimbabwean. He he really doesn't um, give a toss. He he goes out and plays the same way, even if it's like, hey, Colin, can you just sort of you know block it around a little bit and just get your eye in? And he goes, no, hitting fours and sixes from the get go. So I'm not sure if he if he if he comes off, he's spectacular, mate. It's the Kiwi way, as we're learning, you know, mm. through Bazball. As the yeah. whole cricketing world likes to talk mm. about basball, basball, basball. Gibbo in here. Come on, mate. It's all you talk about is basball. Basball. See? Told you that's all he says. Um, Gibbo. Mate. <laughs> all the time. Mate, he's, he's on. He's on. Are yeah. you buying into the basball, I don't know, mania? Is it a thing that, you know, I, I, is the New Zealand, are the Black Caps going to take on some basball now that they play? It's funny because having someone who, who sort of smashes it down the order, all, all the Aussies will be going, we invented baseball, you know, Adam Gilchrist, anyone yes. remember that guy? Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and so we've, and even Kiwis go, well, we had, you know, any number of Kansas playing for us or whoever who used to love smashing it. So 
I feel like baseball's kind of always been with us somewhere. Um, it, it, we've got it again, I think, with a guy like Glenn Phillips in our one-day team, but to bring it into test level, we missed an opportunity for baseball. Going full baseball would have been having Guppy, Martin Guptill, play in that number five, the Johnny Bairstow position. So um, we, we, we've, we've tried baseball. We were okay, but we're actually better with old Steady the Ship, Kane Williamson, guiding us to a, a World Test Championship victory. Don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah, how are you going in the current rankings, though? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not sure. I can't get onto the ICC website. <laughs> Internet I was going there. to do some research. Nah, but, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, well, let's Don't talk know how we're going. While we're on it, let's let's talk. Well, let's talk Warriors. How are mm. they looking this year? If we're if we're talking uh, teams preseason, have you seen anything out of Warriors camp? Yeah, that looks like we've um, we've kind of bolstered the ranks. We've got Charles Nickel Clockstad back, which is a good thing, you know. Like. Um, you want to name like a nickel clock stand in there, just so it stands out and the commentators can get around it and embellish it. And um, ever since Roger Tuivasa-Shek didn't work, um, and uh, oh, you know, didn't sorry, left the Warriors, and we didn't quite fire with him. We've 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 had that gap. We lost Reese Walsh. We've kind of we've assembled an okay team. I feel like it's got to be a Hollywood story if we do okay. We are a ragtag team of misfits like any good Hollywood story. Um, but Dylan Walker, good addition. And we got that young halfback from from the Roosters, from your uh, uh, from the junior ranks. His name escapes me right now, but we're do, we've done okay on the recruitment. Thoughts about the Warriors for you guys? Uh, 16th. I've got them in my <laughs> oh, wow. But no, the good news is there's teams? 17 teams this year. Well, Dolphins. So. I've got Dolphins. At se- well, actually, Tigers. Yeah, that's oh, a good point. 15th. Yeah, well, 15th. Well done. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm up on the Warriors. I, is any word on my mate Mitch Barnett? He's gone from Newcastle. He's over there. Is he fitting in? I think so. But it's always tough when they move here. Um, we've had, uh, I think we had two weeks of rain straight away. So, um, mind you, you guys get that a little bit in the summer as well. You had floods at this time last year. All right, right Waitley. So, but we're, hey, James, <laughs> no, we're, I mean, I'm, we've been copping it I, from I Melbourne people. I didn't weather. Don't hang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, Jazz Tavanga, we spoke to him last week, and, um, well, we found out, uh, we got uh, an update on his medical situation with his foot, but he's... He's uh, he's organised donations for a mate of his. Um, he's for every I think it's a point scored, um, tackle made, uh, all these good stats. He's raising money for a mate of his who's going through a battle with cancer at the moment. Um, is, is that nice. made the news over there in New Zealand? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen I haven't seen that that story, but it's I love Jazz Tavanga. He's pretty much one of the guys that makes the Warriors tick, and um, I love it when Matt Walsh, you know, screwed us over. Is that the big crop who went to the who burst into someone's apartment Matt, in Matt New Lodge. York. Yeah. Matt yeah. Lodge. Sorry, yeah. sorry Tonight's Matt Tonight's the night you die. Um, yeah, that guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's his catchphrase. Yeah. Sorry, that is his catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Lodge, yeah, exactly. I'm coming in. Uh, and, like, he, <laughs> he's, um, when he, when he screwed the Warriors over and took whatever 700K with him, I love that Jazz Tavanga said, I'll wear, I'll wear that jersey. I'll wear the number 10. Bring some respect back to the jersey. So, He's a guy who, you know, we've got a, a lot of those guys who are very proud warriors. I just feel that they, they need to click because even Tamari Martin, getting him back, he's from where I'm from out um, on the West Coast, West Coast, Best Coast. And he is, um, have I alienated a lot of listeners? No, not, not, Cape, but, not Cape Fowlwind. 
no, any chance. Not my favourite Kiwi place. Is that? Yeah, yeah. West Coast? That's what I'm, I'm urging the, the 18th team to be in Cape Fowin. Oh, the yeah. Dirty Breeze. I like the Cape that. Cape Fowin Dirty Breeze. Hey, James, where are you from in New Zealand? I'm from a place called Te Awamutu, but the, it's near oh. Kafia Harbour, which is actually where Hannah Green, you know, the Aussie golfer, that's where her dad is from. So we've got sports people coming out our ears. Unfortunately, I'm not one of them, but there are lots of people around me who can play sport, including Tamari Martin. Yeah, and you, and your town was named in a Crowded House song, one of the best ones. Well done. Um, yes. Yeah, and that's you're not where the wrong. boys are from. Oh, mate, you're not wrong about Jazz Tavanga and being respectful. He only swore three times on, on during our interview on the radio. <laughs> yeah, he's got the Medvedevs about him, doesn't oh, he? Oh, he's so good. He, he knows about that little town in Tajikistan. What's it called again? Farkov. Have you heard of that, uh, James? There's a little town in Tajikistan called Farkov. Oh, really? It sounds like a great place, actually. i tell you what, I've, I've interviewed Jazz on TV, live on TV as well, and he was dropping the fuck-offs as well about the um, – he was talking Ukrainian pretty much the whole time, from yeah. what I could tell. So cultured. Like, um, yeah, he was – it was a scorched-earth policy. He's kind of got a good version of Tourette's, you know? Like, he's not going up to someone and being racist or, you know, or fascist or whatever, but he's just dropping – Swear words every sort of like you just know it's regular, you know, like a German train or a French train or something like that, you know. Hey, James, thank you so much. I'm getting the wind up in here, mate. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, wind me up. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll chat to you soon, mate. That was very good. It was just Cheers, quick, mate. Nice, nice chatting. Nice. What's that? Are you, just, are you giving James just, a quick James update? just a quick Bingley Australian Open update, mate? Right, yep. Nadal is serving. It's five all uh, in the third set. He's two sets down. There you go, James. Something to take with you. Yeah, I love it. I love Nadal and the way he grabs his undies. He's a great man. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> Thank you, James. All Cheers. right. Cheers, mate. Bye.